Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter, host of the Horns Up Half Hour. We have an episode here for you uh, this month. Today is August 23rd, 2022. And we have Cedar Hill ISD Board President Robert Riggs and CHISD Board Vice President Gail Sims. So um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Okay, so I understand you have a matter to discuss. We sure do. Last night, uh, the board met on August 22nd, and uh, we had a very short agenda, but um, very important one one that we have been working for the last, uh, I'm going to say, eight months to ten months that we've been really focusing on and working to that point. Um, And it began with budget work uh, that started in our office of the business and finance team and um, culminated with uh, work and effort and finalizing that budget led to a um, tax discussion and setting a tax rate for Cedar Hill for this next year. And so the board last night made it, made a recommendation and voted and approved a new tax rate uh, that will go into effect. So um, that was a major accomplishment, something we've been working for for a long time. And um, in these unanimous votes of the board, uh, the decision was to go forward and to put onto the ballot in November um, a recommendation for a voter-approved tax ratification election. And so the board approved that, and that was the first step of a very um, momentous night last night. Yes. Um, what, and one thing on that tax rate, uh, for anyone who might be listening, you can go on the uh, website to the Longhorn Futures Committee and you can see just exactly how that tax rate is, could affect you uh, at, with your property uh, as well. Uh, the tax rate came out to be 1.3106, and that is what is going to be on the, uh, as a part of the Vader uh, on the ballot. That's great. That, that budget that was approved, um, uh, and it will be a complex uh, budget language uh, that is required by the state. All the words that will be on the ballot uh, will be posted there for the voters of Cedar Hill to approve or to disapprove on November 8th. Uh, it will be a very crowded ballot. And as many times with the school, um, all of the items that you'll see, the propositions will be at the end of the ballot. Um, So uh, that's where those will be located. Um, Now, I understand there's four different um, propositions on there. Yeah, so Proposition A is the Vader. That is the item that will um, approve a tax increase that would create more revenue uh, that would be used for people and programs. So effectively, the, sorry, go right ahead. Uh, just, just to, we, we use that acronym a lot, uh, just so people know, that is considered a voter-approved tax ratification election. 
big words to uh, say that we are asking, uh, uh, we, we voted to add a, a, for that tax rate so that there will be uh, additional money in the maintenance and operations for, as uh, Trustee Riggs said, for the uh, uh, for people and programs and payroll. That is the first proposition. And then there are three more propositions that will also be on the ballot um, as a result of action that was taken last night by the board. Uh, as we have talked about in previous meetings, the Longhorn Futures Committee was gathered together back in March. Uh, they met as 70 or so volunteers uh, that came together to look at the facilities throughout Cedar Hill ISD. They went through all 11 buildings uh, and saw that process. We also had an independent um, a facilities assessment team. Uh, the, the district hired and asked them to complete an independent study of all of the buildings and report to the Longhorn Futures Committee. And between those two groups, recommendations were made to the trustees. Um, the Finance Committee met, the Finance is a subcommittee of the trustees with three of the board members, and they met um, for two times. And the Facilities Committee also of the trustees met for four times to evaluate the Longhorn Future Committee's recommendation. And their recommendation was to move forward with the bond. Um, after these two subcommittees also made that recommendation to the trustees, and then last night, the trustees moved to put three bond proposals onto the ballot on November 8th. The first is regarding, uh, is the largest. It's for $207 million, and it deals with safety and security. Uh, it deals with the um, uh, building of a brand new elementary school. It deals with uh, making renovations throughout all the elementary schools, the middle schools, and the high school. It's quite a comprehensive um, bond um, that, if passed by the voters of Cedar Hill, would touch every building. Um, the second proposal is for um, technology items that have a shorter lifespan, and therefore they have to have bonds that are shorter in duration to pay for those. And then the third is an athletic um, facilities bond that will address um, uh, repairs of uh, areas turf in the main high school um, stadium. So, yeah, and the tracks. Thank you very much. You're right. So go right ahead, um, Trustee Sims. Those are the items that come immediately to mind. And that that's basically what the three of them are. And I want to uh, especially make note that we are, uh, although we're not required yet, we are doing an efficiency audit just to show and just to uh, be able to uh, have an outside source to look at our finances and how well we are uh, paying and being able to pay uh all of our uh, bonds that we have and uh, how we compare 
to, I think it's 10 districts uh, within the area or 10 districts that are similar to us. Yes. That's right. And those results should be back by um, September. Um, at, the, at the latest, we'll have those posted on our website. Uh, and again, that's an independent analysis of, of the efficiency of which Cedar Hill is spending its funds uh, and making sure that we're doing everything uh, that should be done. So those, um, to help voters have an informed vote, um, you'll have that information at your fingertips. And, and as Trustee Sims shared, um, on the um, district website, there will be information. There is already a web calculator so you can calculate your house tax rates um, so you can see exactly what that is um, I think one thing to, to recognize is the school district and the board of um, the independent school district is able to set taxes for the school portion of your taxes if you turn over the back of your um, property taxes you'll see there's five different um, taxing groups. The school is probably the largest on it. Um, the city is there. The county is there. Uh, the hospital system is there. And there's a special taxes that is also on some neighborhoods in some areas. Um, but all of this, all of the recommendations that were made um, or the approvals that were gained yesterday from the trustees were re resolving or revolving around the school board taxes. Uh, and one thing I, I want to say, especially for people my age, uh, that there is from the uh, school board, uh, of course you get your uh, $40,000 homestead exemption, but at the same time, for those that are my age, uh, there is your taxes will freeze uh, for age 65 and older. Uh, your taxes, your school taxes uh, will freeze uh, at that rate. Whatever it is when you turn 65, that's what it will be uh, and continue to be unless it, unless there's it goes down and then you'll, you'll get that benefit or there are any major uh, renovations or anything that you do. But there is an over 65 uh, tax uh, I don't know. What do you call it? Exemption? Yes. Yes. Thank you. It is. Yeah. It's the And it's officially called a homestead exemption. And I know you're used to hearing that wording. There is an application uh, to fill out as um, for the exemption. And so if you're 65 or older, uh, those exemption forms are available from um, the DCAP people. Um, we will also try and have those available through the uh, CHISD website. Uh, I think one other item I want to make sure that we do say is um, a special thank you to all of those people that participated in the Longhorn Futures Committee, those 70 volunteers. They came out multiple times. Uh, those uh, meetings were um, very active and the participation was passionate from those that were there. And uh, we really feel that that provided a lot of the information and insights that helped, I think, the board come to its conclusion. And uh, we're very grateful for, for all the help and all the support that they received. We also want to thank the administration. 
uh, for their work. There were a lot of extra nights and a lot of extra meetings where they had to provide uh, insights and answer questions that were being raised by these teams and just appreciate all the extra effort that was put in by them. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I just want to add that uh, over the next few months, uh, we as trustees will be available, as well as the superintendent, we will be available to answer any questions, uh, provide you with any facts that you may need on the uh, bond or the Vader. We're more than willing to talk with you and to really get the information out there. Uh, just, just the facts. That's right. All right, great. Thank you so much for both um, coming on to the podcast. I know we do this every month um, for the board uh, podcast recap. And um, we just appreciate your uh, time being here and sharing um, information with the citizens.